It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement bowels that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads, one of us believing in the power of science, one of us believing in the power of Jesus, but both of us believing in the power of an ice-cold beer. Today, we're going to talk about two very different types of people. Oh, like like uh, like the doctors versus the deacons, science versus religion? <laughs> well, not quite that different. Okay. We're going to talk about uh, the morning person, the early bird, versus the night owl. Oh, and actually, today is the first time we've recorded in the morning. Yeah. And you know what we don't have? No, ice cold beers. No ice cold beers. Yeah. Instead, we're going to still say cheers, but with a Bloody Mary. With a Bloody Mary. Oh, and you like know it, Bloody right? Mary. And I, uh, I love the mornings, right? I've learned to love the mornings. Going to medical school forces you to love the mornings or forces you to have to get up and be ready to go in the mornings. Oh, because you're on that long 36-hour shift? Well, it used to be I would do a 30-hour shift. Yeah. It was the longest I could do. They've since changed so you could do. You'd get in at like 6 a.m., and by noon the next day you would finish. But then they would have lecture, and lecture didn't count as part of the work time. Oh, so they could still send you to lecture. Oh, yeah. and they're, Oh, yeah. They would expect you to go to lecture. And some of the attendings would get a kick out of asking questions to the person who had been up all night. And I, I had one person go, what are your thoughts on... Uh, I can, what are your thoughts on polycythemia vera? And I said, uh, well, I'm against it. I'm not for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm against polycythemia vera. You know who's not a morning person? Who's that? Your wife. Oh, dude, same. Yeah. Yeah, she actually said, uh, you can't come at me with all sorts of noises and sensory input too early in the morning. I need time. Stop with all this talking. And I thought that women wanted you to talk to them, but not early in the morning. Not early in the morning. Yeah. You know what's prepared me? Two things I think have prepared me for the mornings. Uh, the first was my children, right? Because when you're like, I was always a night owl, like when I, back in my days of bartending. And then um, uh, I often considered myself an unofficial reviewer of bars, meaning I would just stay out till 2 a.m. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, for purposes, for research purposes. Um, and then... Uh, you know, I didn't really get up early the next day. But then with children, um, even if you're out till 2 a.m., you still have to wake up the next morning when they wake up. So, yeah. so that's the first thing. And the second thing was this year, uh, Orange Theory Fitness. Re- because I, I go to the early classes. I used to go to the 5 a.m. classes. Uh, now that uh, I have a more flexible schedule, I go to the 6 a.m. class. Okay. But I feel like it gets my day started off right i wake up i go you know i've done five thousand steps by 7 a.m and i'm just like i love it full of life and energy but uh, you might not be surprised uh, my wife is also not a morning person yeah she's in fact she's she's so anti-morning she's like uh look um early birds might get the worm but they probably need a lot of eye concealer too (laughs) 
Well, I come downstairs. I'm like, Alexa, please play. And then I just kind of get uh, music going. Oh, I'm glad Alexa didn't hear me and start playing in the midst of our uh, <laughs> That would have been awesome. Right? Um, but I'll play like, uh, please play. And then it's something loud. And then I'm like, Alexa, volume seven. And then my wife comes down and she's like, Alexa, stop. Or volume two. Or why do you guys do this to me? Do you but, have a go-to like wake-up song? Yeah. Oh, cool. Avicii. Oh. Wake me up when things are over. When you're not I don't know anything. Oh, when I'm wiser, when I'm older. Yep. I believe. I, I don't know any more words either. So, oh, my, okay, that's a good song. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think, you know, maybe whether or not you're a morning person or a night owl can tell you, tell something about who you are as a person or your personality. My question for you is... At church, like the people that go to the 8 a.m. masses versus the 11 a.m. masses, are these different people? Which one are you? Do we judge them different? Are you a better Christian if you make it to church earlier in the morning? Oh, yeah. It depends. <laughs> you are? Oh, absolutely. And it, you can always tell the difference. Like, um, I think during football season, the 9 a.m. is way more full. Oh, yeah. Like, the early service is always... Way more full during football season. I would maybe go to church if they serve Bloody Marys. <laughs> well, you know, um, we don't. We we do serve the blood of Jesus. <laughs> but yes, yes. So that's close. Do you like it spicy? Because I like my bloody <laughs> spicy. I do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think in general, uh, people that go to the early service are probably... Um, they they look like better Christians. Yes. Right. Is that I, I don't know if it's true or not, but you know, the people that sleep in, maybe they're just keeping it real. They're like, "Look, I'm I'm going to the 11 because I was out late Friday night and I need Jesus today. I need all the redemption from all the stuff that happened yeah. last night. And you know what? And I'm not scared of it. You know what? But also People in church, I worry about them. Like, are they like, hey, this person's in watching their child, or how come their kids didn't get dressed up? I feel like there's way too much judging going on in Jesus's home. There, would we call church Jesus's home? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that the house okay. that Jesus built. Okay, yeah, yeah. Kind of I mean, like some of them aren't that big though. We can we call it Jesus's condo? There are there. You know, there are a lot of. Small... Do you guys own your church or do you rent? Uh, no, we have a we have a mortgage on our church. Okay, that we so we we got it from another denomination, um, who was who had the building for many years, and it's a um, and, and there they started their numbers started to dwindle, and they said, hey, you know, we used to meet in the middle school. Yeah, right. I know you had, you had been there uh, once or twice when we were there. I also went to middle school. That's true. I went to twenty third grade. Twenty third. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a long time. It is. Um, so what is the Bible? Does the Bible say anything about the morning? Is it pro-morning? Is it the... N- I mean, I feel like, you know, night owls make me a little nervous. Oh, there's a ton of stuff in the Bible about the morning. Do you think the Bible was written in the morning, in the afternoon, or multiple different <laughs> times? Like, there were a lot of people, uh, you know, kind of uh, writing this thing, supposedly. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know if it talks about... I mean, the Bible often mentions the, the beginnings, Okay. Right? I mean, you know, it started in Genesis. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, right? And in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and then he moves on, and he created day and night, and 
So there was always definitely differences yeah. in the two things. And I think that's intentional. You know, like he separated man and woman and made them two different beings. I do think it's interesting that, you know, you, you don't have to be all morning person or all night owl, right? But the Bible does it. One of my favorite parts of the Bible is, is in Psalms. And David writes a lot in Psalms where he's, he's praising God and he's, he's, he's asking God for so many things. He's, he's on the run a lot in, in parts of Psalms, you know, where he's, he's on the run from King Saul, like we talked about in one of our recent episodes. He's on the run after he is, he's killed Bathsheba's husband because he's, he's taken her to bed and he sent her husband off to war and then, and then, and then kills him. You, you know, there's so, he's tormented in so many different ways and he's always calling out to God. But in the one place in Psalms, he's so contrite and he's just sitting there and he's with himself and he's talking to God and he says, let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love for I've put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go for to you, I lift up my soul in Psalm 143, eight. Yeah. And I think that's one of the, one of the great things because it's almost like a new beginning. He knows God loves it. And that's like the start of a new day, right? Every day, it's, new beginning. It's a, it's a new place where you could start over. And I think often we get caught up in the momentum of the day before or the day after or the things that happen in life. And we can create this false momentum that they're keep, uh, bad things just keep happening yeah. to me. Don't, or, don't let life be. Same, different day. Same-ish, right? Same-ish, a different day. And uh, change your day. Today's a new beginning. You've got to change your perspective. Yeah. Right? And I think when, what David's saying here is, hey, I know I've messed up, but even today, I still, I bring to you this, this me. I lift up my, because I, I, I lean into your unfailing love and I lift my soul up to you. And that's a, that's a pretty cool way to start. And you know, David has written so many different psalms. You know, like, he's the same guy that wrote... Uh, I don't know that. Yeah, he's the same guy that wrote Psalm 23. Uh, Yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left? Uh, I, That's Coolio, I think. <laughs> yes, that, that is definitely gangster's paradise. No, he's like, uh, I, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, so they comfort me. So you're telling me Coolio stole lines from the Bible for like his, is that his most famous song or was Fantastic Voyage his most famous song? I think I know more people that know all the words to Gangster's Paradise yeah, yeah. than I do that know all the words to Fantastic yeah. Voyage. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, I love the fact that rappers are stealing lyrics from, the, would we call it a lyric from the Bible? Are the Bible's lyrics? The, ver, the scripture from the Bible. Yeah, and they yeah. turned them into Can you lyrics. give me uh, 16 bars from the Bible? <laughs> Okay. Do most of the stories in the Bible take place in the morning? Do they worry you about becoming a night owl? Well, they do. In fact, listen. In fact, in Proverbs, um, there's a lot of warnings in Proverbs about becoming deceived and becoming betrayed. Paul talks uh, in in books in the New Testament where he, where he talks about being careful of the things that go on at night of these, of these specific behaviors or these specific people. But there's a whole story in uh, Proverbs seven, where there's like this, this, uh, it talks about a boy who's walking in the street. He gets 
approached, and it's at night, gets yeah. approached by a prostitute, and she basically uh, spends a few verses trying to convince him to go with her. And I love, I love this part. At the end, she like she takes hold of him and kisses him with a brazen face. She said, "Today I fulfilled my vows. I have food from my fellowship offering at home, but I came out to meet you." She's like, "But, but, yo, come with me." And and he gets led astray, and she seduced him with her smooth talk. Wow. And at the end, I this part is crazy. It says, her house is a highway to the grave, leading down to the chambers of death. Wow, the chambers of death. So that's like, you know, my, my dad would always say, like, nothing good happens after midnight. Mm. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? Have you ever yeah, been told yeah. that? He obviously didn't watch any of the late night shows. Oh, that's that's true. They they were definitely like in bed by nine. Well, it's definitely more dangerous in the evening sometimes. And the difference between morning people and night owls, you know, morning people are, are, are often likely to be uh, perfectionists. And um, they often fit better into the society we've created, right? There's so many ways that society has come up with these rules and trying to, we're just trying to jam different people and personalities into them. Whether or not you're a morning person or you're a night owl has some level of genetic predisposition. There's actually a gene called the PER1 or the length of the PER3 gene that may contribute to whether or not you are a, uh, you know, a morning person or a night owl. Night owls often are a little bit more social. So some genes are longer than others? Yes. Yeah, the length. It's called a telomere. Okay. Yeah. There's some thoughts you could look at that to determine how long someone will live, but we haven't really figured that out. How long is that about? What is that? A couple inches? Like a centimeter? How long is a gene? (laughs) Uh, Much smaller than that. I actually don't know, but it's going to be, you know, smaller than millimeters. They are tiny, tiny, tiny. (laughs) Uh, Night owls are more likely to be uh, creative. They're more likely to be risk takers. Night owls actually are thought to overall possibly be more intelligent, but not necessarily do as well, do as well in the world. Whereas morning people often end up becoming uh, CEOs. Night owls have a greater chance of uh, you know, having substance abuse, alcohol use. Um, and sometimes they have a greater chance of having you know, sleep apnea or depression because of kind of what goes on at night. And this all comes to our circadian rhythm. What is a circadia? <laughs> what is a circadia? Well, it comes from the term circadian. Okay. Which means approximately a day. All right. So, so the term the circadian. Daily rhythm. So circadian, yes. The term circadian comes from that. Circadian rhythm is what we're referring to when we're talking about each person. I got you. Because so I hear that, like in the, you know, like in July when the circadias are out and they start with that, they. And you can hear them like in the trees yeah. and then you find their bodies everywhere. And I'm like, oh, look at all these circadian. But I, I didn't know that it also meant uh, a day. It, it, <laughs> it, it sure does. It sure does. And when they talk uh, about circadian rhythm, the uh, main thing is it's those so are cic- cicadas. Cicadas. Okay. This is referred to like you're eating, sleeping, and kind of mating rituals. Oh, I love mating rituals. Well, yes. <laughs> mating I'm, rituals are some of my favorite. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. And there is an, there's basically an area in the brain that's connected to this called the suprachiasmatic nucleus. Okay. And it is kind of attached to your optic nerve. 
And it's basically the master alarm clock in your brain. So behind your eye. Yeah. As you see light, yeah. it will kind of set things off. And that's why it's so hard for people that work in shift work or have trouble sleeping. You know, I met somebody the other day who came in and uh, they were late for an appointment. And I was, and honestly, I don't really care. I just go from room to room. You know, once I get started, as long as I get my first room ready on time and I'm ready to go because I... And, uh, you know, I'm ready to get after it Because you're a morning person. I'm actually both. Right? I mean, there's different things. But I, okay. uh, I, I like to get up early and yeah, be productive. Yeah, yeah. But I also kind of like to party at night. Yeah. Right? So I'm, uh, I'm a little bit of both. Yeah, you're like a mullet. <laughs> How am I a mullet? Business up front, party in the best. So oh. like business in the morning, but you want to party at, at You know what the, the best part day? is? People often describe my hair as mullet <laughs> And so this person's like, oh, I'm sorry I'm late. And honestly, I, uh, doesn't bother, it doesn't really bother me. And so, um, but the person's like, oh, well, I, I, uh, I don't believe in alarms. I was like, well, I don't know that I need one, but if, if you have an appointment, I, I think you should have an alarm. So my question for you is, do you, are you a snooze guy? Do you hit this snooze button? No, I'm not a snoozer. If I have an alarm, I wake up when the alarm goes off. Me too. Why do we snooze? That extra eight minutes means nothing to you. Do you know that for months, I mean months on end, my wife would set an alarm for 6.30 a.m. and hit snooze every 10 minutes until 7 a.m. And I'm like, why set the alarm at 6.30? Or reset the alarm at 6.30 for 7 if you know you're going to snooze again. Right? I, I don't understand. No. I'm, so I'm anti-snooze. Anti-snooze. Right? I want all those people out there that are snoozing. I want you to know I'm open to everyone except you guys. Get up. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Or set the alarm later. Set the alarm later. You, know that when the alarm goes off, you're going to get up. You're getting up. I'll tell you. I'm at the point in my brain where rarely do I set an alarm because I have children. Yeah. But when I do... I wake up five minutes before the alarm. And I know my wife was a snooze person. I, I, it might have changed the, my, my approach to, to marriage. <laughs> what, you would have scheduled your wedding later in the day? Maybe. I don't know. Because she's a snooze person. She's a night owl. And it like, takes her forever to get ready. Oh, my forever. God. Forever. She should be getting up at 5 a.m. Because whenever we come over, it's like, oh, she'll be down in 20 minutes. She's still getting ready. She's a night owl. She's up at night listening to TV with the lights on. It's crazy. There are thoughts that there are four different chronotypes. A chronotype is this genetic predisposition as to what type of person you are, right? So there's dolphins. And this sleep specialist described this. I'm not going to say this is 100% scientific, but this is something that uh, people are now discussing themselves are. And so dolphins have a low sleep drive. They feel unrefreshed. They sometimes have increasing energy later in the day, but they really are poor sleepers. Okay. You don't want to be a dolphin. All right. Right? They get, they're a little anxious. They can be irritable. Then there are lions. They wake up with energy. They are go-getters. They oftentimes can be CEOs. But they often, and I was starting to think that was me, but they struggle with social events and events in the evening. Oh. And that is, that is not me. No, I know how to wake up for those. Yeah, yeah. me too. Very right? quickly. Yeah. So Bloody Mary in the morning, Jack and Coke uh, when you need a little bit of energy. Holla. They're also bears. And bears, they say... Help the world continue to go. They're kind of people in the middle. They rise with the sun. They do hit snooze. Boo bears. You know, and they're often team players. They're productive. They're the people when you're at work. They're getting things done and kind of have that normal. They get a little bit tired later in the afternoon like most of us. And then there's the wolves. Wolf. Oh, yeah. 
they wake up later, they feel a little groggy, they're getting hungry in the evening, sometimes getting a little moody, and are out and about on the town. My wife can eat late at night, and I'm not really a big late night eater. I do like to snack. Um, and if there's a buffalo dip, uh, I can definitely eat that. But most of the time, by the time we get there, the buffalo dip's gone. <laughs> I love how mad he is over that. <laughs> Do you, were you someone who would pull an all-nighter? Oh, yeah. Okay. I've pulled several. Like studying? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm referring to studying. Oh. So in medical school, there were times where people would stay up all night to study. Yeah. I honestly thought like by midnight, by 1 a.m., the information I did not know. You either got it or you don't, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, my first two years, I, I did not do as well in medical school as I would have liked. I was still a little bit of a wolf, yeah. uh, even though I wasn't staying up all night. Um, but there were a lot of people who I think probably did better than me on a biochemistry test that, uh, well, never got a podcast. How? Um, but I'll tell you, I'm, I'm an intern, right? An intern is the year where you get up early, you've got to be in there, you kind of do the grunt of the work. And this is how different my life is than, let's say, athletes in Philadelphia. Okay. 4.45. I'm getting ready to go. Um, I live downtown at the time in Philly. 4.45 a.m. Yeah. I'm getting ready to go. And Helen Iverson is walking into the building yeah. as I'm walking out. Oh, that's all. And fun. I was, you know, relatively awake because I know I had to get going. And Helen Iverson was... Not so awake at this time. Chuck. Oh. Alan Iverson had had a lovely evening yeah. partying all night. Right. And by the time I got to lunch. What year was this? It was uh, December 20th, 2006. You know how I know that? No. He got traded the next day to the oh Denver Nuggets. Oh my gosh, that's right? crazy. So I remember being like, oh, there, there's Alan Iverson. And I, you know, at this point I go... Oh, good morning, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, you know what he said? What? Uh, nothing. Oh. No, he walked right by. He just walked right by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering the year because I managed the Hands on City Line Avenue. Yeah. Um, back in like 2001, 2002, 2003 when he was like in his heyday and used to see him down there all the time. And so uh, I was wondering. Yeah, I'm rooting for Alan Iverson. at the same time. Yeah, yeah, but I'll bet you he's a wolf. Oh, he's definitely a wolf. My thing with uh, the night owls is it does seem like they hate us morning people, right? Like there's almost like a sense of like, oh, look at you with all your energy in the morning. I don't have anything against them. No, me neither. I, 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 I quite enjoy the fact. And maybe it's because I'm partly one. Yeah. Right? I have a little bit of night owl in me. Well, I think the difference is. We kind of both have natural energy that never stops. That's true. Right? There was a time sometimes after the 1 o'clock games on Sunday where I'm watching the 4 o'clock games where I fall asleep on the couch. Yeah, but other yeah, than yeah. that, nothing slows me down. I'm, a, I'm, I'm right up for the 8 o'clock. I'm a machine. Yeah. I'm a machine. Ma- machina. <laughs> and so I think it comes to it's okay. You can be a night owl. You can be a morning person. You know, for doctors, ER doctors are more likely to be night owls. Surgeons are more likely to be morning people. Family yeah. docs probably could be somewhere in between. Who knows? Who knows? There's a little bit of both. And so, you know, I actually... I think ha- Presbyterians are probably <laughs> night owls. Catholics. Catholics are probably somewhere, somewhere between... They're wherever um, uh, 
wherever you can make people feel more guilty. That's oh, they've got, they've got to. They're definitely warning people because they're going to get up and they're going to oh. be like, "How come you're not up yet?" I saw you got to church at eight oh five for the right. eight a.m. mass. <laughs> That's at least for Hail Marys. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know what? I actually have two favorite quotes about the morning. Oh. Okay, go. Yeah. That sounds good. My first one is by uh, my boy, Benjamin Franklin. Um, And Benjamin Franklin said, Early to bed and early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Oh, that's a good one. My second favorite uh, quote about the morning ever was uh, from my wife. How's that go? Uh, This was a quote-unquote from Tauntaun. And it was uh, one day... I brought the kids in. I turned music on. We're kind of, you know, trying to get ramped up in the morning. And she looked at me and she says, if you come at me like a spider monkey again, I may have to kill you. <laughs> and I was like, like a spider monkey? And then she was like, don't come at me like a spider monkey in the morning. <laughs> and you know what? I, uh, I don't come at her quite as aggressively anymore. That's, that's amazing. She's a... Um... Well, I'm, I want to see that in a book. I have, I have a couple of morning quotes myself. One is from um, Shel Silverstein, the author. He says, uh, if you're a bird, be an early bird. But if you're a worm, sleep late. <laughs> okay, I like that. Yeah, and then uh, my other, my favorite one is from Steve Carell. He says, I'm both a night owl and an early bird. So I am wise and I have worms. Well... I love that quote, but Steve Carell, you should contact your local doctor so we could look into that. Yeah. How would you determine if somebody had worms? Through their fecal material? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, unless they have pinworms, and you, then you do the scotch tape test. We're going to have to save that for another day. Two things you can always count on. The doc is in. And the deacon is speaking, whether it's early in the morning or late at night. He never stops, ever. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting. I don't know when you're listening to this episode, but if you're listening to it early, um, tell us what you think. And if you're listening to it late, you know, you are probably uh, had a couple of drinks. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, check out our blog, DocAndTheDeacon.com. Yeah, that, yeah, that's on the website. You can check out um, our Twitter at Doc Deacon. Instagram, Doc and the Deacon. Facebook at Doc and the Deacon. We're produced by Tucker Butler. Our music is by your boy franchise. As always, our wives provided a ton of inspiration for this one. They did. Yeah, and so we'd like to thank them for, uh, for unwittingly being our muses. And um, I'll tell you one of my favorite parts. Okay. Is when people have heard it before she has heard it and they start to text her about things I've said about her and she'll she'll send me a message being like I have to listen to this episode did you really say I get hangry (laughs) that's great and so now go listen to Hangry peace peace excellent brain trust to market and brand this that's set in stone like the Ten Commandments this show gonna be around for infinite years I think we can all agree on ice cold beers 100% 100% authentic, you can't fake it, often imitated, but never duplicated. So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in, now I'm coming to close it like a Roldis Chapman.